Hey, this is Chris, and welcome back to Through the Never. Today, I'm going to talk about Louder Than Life. festival was back in September. It was the 27th, 28th, and 29th. It is the uh, fifth year for the festival, and uh, this time, I had the pleasure of going with my friend Mike. Say hi. How's it going? Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, it's a few weeks behind getting to this uh, discussion or review of the festival because Mike was terribly sick after that yes i was and um i don't think it's anything we ate although we had really good food while we were there well it's been a long time but i got really bad strep throat so it it was not fun at all you know it's nothing fun about a grown man being bedridden so and then you had some some ear trouble it caused two ear infections and yeah it it was three three weeks of torture but you know i'm back in action now and then after that i actually had a pretty pretty uh, hard sinus infection and then i was on vacation for a week and it just uh it's taken us a while to get back Mm -hmm. around to it but uh i had a hell of a time yeah same here so this was uh like i said the fifth year that louder than life has been on we actually had planned to go together last year and got rained out yeah tickets involved uh everything was set up and then like the week leading into it uh louisville totally flooded out and they had to cancel and it was really disappointing the lineup was awesome i was really pumped about it right you were bummed as well yeah and so um you know next year it worked out pretty good and um so anyway this was the fifth time that they've had one i have been to all five this was your first time yes and um however you've you've had this kind of experience before you've been to rock on the range a few times yeah four times i think i went yeah mm-hmm. and um which is now sonic temple festival mm-hmm. now um have you been to other ones i have um i mean i've been to rock festivals you know for years and years and years uh but i would i would have to say that louder than life was the best the way the way it was set up, it was everything was easy to get to. You know, the double stage idea, I think, is genius. The double main stage idea, um, having them next to each other, right, right. Because okay. you know, nothing against Rock on the Range, but you know, the main stage, and then you would have to fight the crowd to go to the other side. Is there only and, two there? Yes, yes, and okay. uh, but you know, they had the main stage. That was, you know, the biggest stage, but then the other stages you'd have to travel to where, you know, louder than life, one band, next band, one band, next band, you know. Right. Yeah. That was actually, they, they've always had the two stages louder than life has, but there's typically a little bit of time in between. And Mm -hmm. this year they were like five minutes. Yeah. One ended, the next one started. So, Mm -hmm. um, it was, it was a much quicker turnaround. Um, very similar experience for me than this year's um, Hometown Rising, which was two weeks before, um, which I went with Lindsay, and we, we talked about that one. That was the country festival. That um, was at the same place, same Exact place, same right? place. Yeah. They did three festivals. They did Hometown Rising, Rock, uh, Bourbon and Beyond, and then Louder Than Life, three weekends in a row. Mm-hmm. All the Danny Wimmer presents um, festivals uh, right there in Louisville. So... I went to the first one and the third one this year. And so the setup was exactly the same. They had a lot of the same vendors. They had um, the drink selection changed a little bit. Obviously, the the music acts were different. The um, Some of the vendors changed. Some of the crafty vendors mm-hmm. um, and merchandise and stuff. But the same setup, the same VIP packages were available um, pretty much a very similar experience, just catered to a slightly different uh, type of crowds. Right. So, but um, again, I, I wish you had been to one that was at the other location because I really feel like that turned out better. And um, maybe next year, if you go to Exit One Eleven, you'll see a different experience there. I, I almost want to say I enjoyed that one better this year, but it was really just about the location. More right. than anything, I really feel like as good as Louder Than Life was, the way it was set up, mm-hmm. I love the setup, but mm-hmm. the grounds I didn't enjoy as much. And also, it got crowded as hell. Yeah. And I mean, how does that crowd size compare to what you've seen? Uh, I mean, that's on par with Rock on the Range, but um, 
probably which was the biggest crowd I'd seen before. But um, I think it was a little, little more manageable at um, louder than life because Rock on the Range, you know, there's like bleachers. There's you know, again, it's it's a lot more spread out with a lot more obstructions in the in the way. So, you know, I think that big open concept right there, you know, made it a lot more manageable. Even though it was a wall of human beings, you know, there it, it wasn't the people plus the 50 foot brick walls and stuff like that you had to deal with at the other places well the rock on the range in sonic temple that's inside of a it's in columbus right right it's at the columbus cruise stadium so it's a soccer soccer yeah so So you feel like you're in a coliseum you are you are it's uh, you're gonna feel more crowded you know it's that park you know all kinds of stuff you know and, and you know a lot of fun nothing nothing against it you know i would go i would go every year if I could, but um, I, I just think the open layout of Louder Than Life was better. Right. And I I really, I think the difference there is when you're in a Coliseum type of environment, you're going to feel more like you're inside right. as opposed to the, mm-hmm. what you're calling an open space. Mm-hmm. So I've got a couple of numbers um, mm-hmm. I looked up for talking about crowd size. Mm-hmm. In 2017, of course, there was no 2018 Louder Than Life, so we don't have numbers from that because right. that one got canceled. But 2017, there was more than 60,000 in attendance. Now, that was only a two-day event. Because mm-hmm. starting, well, the proposed 2018 Lighter Than Life was going to be three days. Mm-hmm. So this was the first time that they ended up doing the, the three-day event uh, for Lighter Than Life. So, so 60,000 in 2017. Bonnaroo this year, which was back in June, was like four days. And they had about 80,000 in attendance. So... It's not that much more to have two more days. So I always thought of Bonnaroo as being a huge thing. And, and, and when you talk about the numbers, it's really not right. It's crazy. I, I, I had it in my mind that like Bonnaroo was like, you know, a Hundreds. million yeah. or something. You <laughs> yeah. know, I mean, I, I didn't really know, but it, I, I would imagine it would have been yeah. a lot more than that. So Exit 111, which was two weeks after Louder Than Life. So it was early October. They anticipated to have around half of the Bonnaroo crowd, so maybe around 40,000. It was a three-day event. Um, went to that. It was great. It actually was more spread open than Louder Than Life. It wasn't as wide as Bonnaroo. According to people that I, I heard talking about it, they didn't use the entire farm that Bonnaroo has access to. Um, they didn't open the whole space up. They didn't need it. But it was so much more spread out. Um, but it was the first year for that event. I'm sure it'll grow because it, it was fantastic. Right. So this year's 2019 hometown rising had 70,000 for two days. So that was impressive for, that was also a first year huh. bourbon and beyond, which has been going on for maybe three years or so. Um, this year had 91,000. That Gosh. was three days event louder than life. This year had 128,000. Making wow. it the biggest rock festival in the U.S. for 2019. Now, that's three days, 50 acts. Right. Did you realize it was that huge? I, I didn't. I really didn't. I knew it felt so much bigger than yeah. the first Louder Than Life. I mean, the pre- the presence of everyone was, you know, definitely there. But, you know, where you and I were standing a lot of times, I mean, you, we couldn't. There were so many people, you just couldn't really see the horizon yeah. in the back, you know. So I've got some crazy. I had just gotten a new phone. And it has a wide angle mm-hmm. camera, and the some of the photos I took of the just the crowd mm-hmm. were really crazy to look at. But there was uh, there was one time, you know, during headliner that we we couldn't even really get close without mm-hmm. really pushing people around. So right. we just hung out kind of further back, and it was like you're in the middle of a sea of people. Mm-hmm. It was endless; you couldn't see the end of it. So 128,000. I never really thought about numbers until right. I wanted to talk that about is these, that these is uh, festivals, mm-hmm. you know, in this way. But that is that is yes. crazy amount. I and, can't believe that many people were yeah. there. I mean, I knew I knew it was a lot, but you know, once you get to that size of a crowd, it's hard to fathom how many people you're looking at. In my opinion, you yeah. Know? Especially, you know, I, I worked for many years at uh, Bridgestone Arena as a manager, so I, I went to concerts. You know, you know being at concerts, working them, you know, four or five nights a week. And, you know, they would, you know, at its max hold 20,000. So compare that to a hundred, you know, add a hundred to that. It's just 
Well, you know, and that's not that many at one time. That's over three days. Right. But you know, Still. that means that sometimes there was 40. So, so yeah, so let's just say, let's just break it down into three. That's 40,000 a day, you know, yeah. if it was like that. Yeah. So, um, something else I read, the Hometown Rising, um, and I talked about this in, in that episode, there, it was really, really loud, and they got a lot of complaints. And so, Deer and Bourbon and Beyond, they had to start addressing some of these uh, decibel levels. Uh-huh. And and even though it's kind of contained in the city in a place where there's not, uh, you know, homes too close to it. Right. It, it's kind of like in a commercial area. Yeah. The, the um, weather conditions were allowing the noise to carry as far as two miles. <laughs> so well, I wouldn't for, doubt it. For Louder Than Life, they actually had uh, local authorities and um, festival producers that were working to monitor the decibel levels in the nearby neighborhoods to keep them at a reasonable level, mm-hmm. and they did so. And I mean, Louder Than Life was loud, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think it was awful loud. Oh, no, no. I mean, I've been to some where, I mean, literally ear-piercing, and yeah, that, that was, I didn't even take a had you know earplugs with me at all and i was totally fine yeah you know i i i'm a fan of earplugs me too i should have yeah. you know that's not uh, to say i shouldn't I, as, I a, as a musician i've I've learned by hurting my ears <laughs> right <laughs> so right. i always take them to concerts especially heavy heavy metal right. uh shows just because um sometimes it's it's too much going on and, and i need to to right. kind of keep uh keep it under control but yeah. um well, I mean, one thing I think needs to be said is like, you know, there's a big misconception out there. And I know you know this, that, you know, uh, people have been asking me since I was young, you know, like, be careful with these rock shows. They're crazy. And like all this stuff. I mean, you know, 120,000 people. And I don't recall seeing one altercation, anybody being mean or anything like that. It's just a, a friendly environment. I think it's a safe environment, you know, as long mm-hmm. as you, you know. Now, practice one thing good sense. we can talk about too is it was hot as hell. Yes, yeah, it was, it was awful hot. People, hot. people, like like right where we were, uh, you know, in the center of uh, the two main stages. I mean, people were. I don't want to say people dropping like flies, but just about every what hour we saw somebody being carried yeah. out and you well, know, they, dump, they had to dump water on them because they were. There was a section around the sound booth that was gated off, and when they constantly i want to give them credit they were yes. constantly monitoring this and when they saw somebody in trouble and people would help signal too if they saw somebody in need and they would um pick them up put them over the gate sit them down give them some water pour water on their necks oh um, yeah they were they, on it they, they were, were on, on it. it they took care of people i do i do think there was an altercation or two where they brought in security but it was very minimal yeah, to have yeah. that many people out of 20 people yeah two Two is yeah, and <laughs> I've spoken about this before, but if I was going to go to a show, or if somebody was going to say, "What's the safest crowd to be in?" A rock show, absolutely, absolutely. Those people, it's a brotherhood. They take mm. care of each other. Um, they're not out to hurt each other. Now they do get in mosh pits, but it is, and I avoid that because I'm trying to. And it's really voluntary. Enjoy the show. You know, it's voluntary. It's voluntary. They, they, they don't, they don't pull push, anybody. No. Right, they don't push people into that. There's plenty of people that want to do that, and then everybody else just kind of gives them some space, and they do their thing. And when somebody falls down, they're, they're there to help and them get up. Everybody stops and bands um, together and picks them up. And if some, and if that goes unnoticed, I've seen bands stop the music and say, "Hey, get that person. Yeah. You know, they need help." And right. And nobody complains. It's just part of that experience, and you can get on that ride or not. Right, but, right. Um, but I don't worry as much about people, uh, people, you know, looking to hurt each other or steal from no, each other, or whatever. No. Like those crowds, seen, you know, everybody's a, even the guy that's you know completely wasted, drunk is still a gentleman. You know, yeah. And, and I feel like too, there's there's this camaraderie of of there's so many people in that crowd, not everybody, but there's so many people that feel like they're judged or they're an outcast because of their, their choices and their, their lifestyle or their right. music choices or, or whatever. And, and they feel misunderstood, mm-hmm. I think. And, um, I think we can all connect with that on, on some level, but, yes. um, a lot of the music is, is kind of addressing that kind of stuff. And, and there's just this connection. 
that those people make. And if you're at one of those shows and you're there supporting that music, you are part of that family. Right. And everybody treats you that and way. And people feel comfortable around you. They just yeah. assume that, you know, you're going to be accepting of them. At and the same time, and there's diversity. I mean, right. we saw all kinds of different people. Yeah. All kinds of different uh, oh, yeah. crazy things they were wearing. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and they were all there to just have fun and, right. and kind of let out their issues in a positive way. Right. And, and uh, yeah. totally respect. And that's why I love, I, you know, I, I love rock shows, you know. And if I had kids, you know, I would, I would be inclined to let my child go to a rock show yeah. versus, you know, some of the others. Yeah. So definitely. Yeah. So I want to quickly just kind of run through some of the bands and, uh-huh. and, and maybe make some comments on oh, yeah. some things that you liked. The first day, um, let's see. Wilson was there. They're a band that opened for Steel Panther, which yeah, is a show we went to yeah. before. So uh, Wilson was there. Uh, they pretty much the same same performance mm-hmm. that we saw before. So that was that was all right. Um, New Year's Day. Do you remember? Yes, I do. Yeah, that, they were really good. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, the day we got back, uh, the lead singer uh, I forgot her name. Sorry, but uh, she was on uh, Liquid Metal with uh, mm-hmm. Grant Random. Okay. You know, being interviewed. So, yeah. So Liquid Metal is a serious XM channel. Right, so. right, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I heard, I heard, that was funny. I heard, I'd never heard, I'd never heard them. And then I heard them for the first time. And now I hear them a lot. So. Yeah. Ash Costello is the singer's name. Oh, okay. Just, yeah. Just triggered in my head. So. Yeah. Um, so, uh, they're always good. I've seen them a hand, uh, I mean, Lindsay went to their, uh, their headline show in Nashville. And uh, then they saw me get an exit 111 two weeks later. <laughs> so I've seen them plenty of times. Um, they tour a lot with Hailstorm yeah. and some of the other girlfriended rock bands. They kind of, uh, in this moment, they kind of do stuff together a lot. So uh, oh, yeah. great band. And yeah. I, I've, I've already said that on this podcast before, but yeah. I recommend them. Um, Gore was there. Um, they were on the small stage. We didn't see their performance directly, but we did watch Phil Anselmo and the Illegals, his his solo band, which was unbelievably good. That one really, um, yeah, is memorable because they was. did a whole set of Pantera yeah, songs. Yeah, and, and Gore, you know, I had two yeah, of the members yeah, came out did, to perform yeah. "Walk" with them. Yeah, and it's it's it, I'm glad they did because "Walk" is a song that I'm kind of burnt on because so yeah. many people have covered yeah. it. You're but right. to see Phil do it and the, his band did all those songs justice. Yes. They did Dimebag they justice. They did, man. That they was, did Vinny justice. That was unbelievably good. I, like I don't, you know, I can't really describe what I, I had in my mind before they, you know, before seeing them. You know, <clears throat> I think think maybe there was like some kind of a little disappointment that because I, I never got to see Pantera and all that. But, Same. But that is. That's the closest you're going to get, and you won't be disappointed. I mean, that was really good. Like, I would I would pay to go see them, and just them in a heartbeat. Yeah, and I'll say this, too, and I may piss some people off with this, but I saw Hell Yeah twice mm-hmm. with Vinny. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather see the Phil, uh, Phil and his band yes. perform. Um, I, I just didn't connect with the Hell Yeah songs. Mm-hmm. The, the, the players were great. It was awesome to see Vinny do his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Chad from Mudvayne, so mm-hmm. seeing him do the vocals, but I, I just didn't like their songs as much. They right. had a couple that were pretty good, mm-hmm. but yeah, that said, okay. of course, of course I'm not judging this compared to Phil right. and illegal's uh, original works, just the Pantera tunes. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I mean, I like it when anybody plays Pantera other than walk. Cause it's overdone. Yeah. But, but yeah, that was the, yeah, I was blown. Seeing away. him do it and yeah. him being the original guy, I, he I still was, brought it. Yeah. He yeah. Still I was brought blown it. away by how good that was. His vocals were still there. Mm. Now he did not jump around like a wild man like he did in those days, but yeah. I think he's had some neck and back yeah, issues. Like that. But he can still... imagine if you see he used to be an animal on stage. The you know of course of the videos I've seen, but yeah. But anyway, that performance was amazing, mm-hmm. and uh, that started off. We were further back, and we kind of ran up there. Mm-hmm. So um, that was awesome to see. Um, do you. I'm just going to kind of read some names. You stop me if you want to talk about one. Motionless and White was a popular one. I could give or take that. It was okay. Uh, Beartooth. I'm not sure that we caught much of that. I've seen them before. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. I, I didn't see that one. Um, I Prevail. I like that band. I'm not crazy about their new stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more uh, electronic. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. To me, they came off 
like a like a Lincoln Park style, mm-hmm. which I loved. And um, their new stuff to, just doesn't quite connect with me. I don't know. Um, Chevelle. Oh, Chevelle was goes great. without saying. <clears throat> that was my second time yeah. seeing them. Uh, both festival shows. Yeah. And um, they didn't disappoint. They sound just as sharp as ever. Yeah, yeah. They sound like listening to an album. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, a day to remember, I didn't know much about this band. I'd heard of them and probably have heard a couple of songs in passing, but I actually enjoyed that without really knowing it. Uh-huh. Did you, do you remember that one? Yeah. A day to remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a them more before. Of a style. I, yeah. I, I've seen them before, you know, at, uh, Bridgestone when I was working down there, but, um, you know, that I, I liked them. It, it was, yeah. it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was a nice, uh, addition to the lineup, no. you know, it was nice to have them there. And then Stained, this is the first performance they've had in five years during their, they've had a five-year break, and this was their first live performance back together, and it felt like they didn't miss a day, mm-hmm. in my mind. Um, they played their heavy stuff. Um, it seemed a little, um, I don't know, Aaron Lewis looked a little different. He, he was wearing glasses. Uh, of course, I think he's put on a few pounds, but vocally, he and he didn't move around a lot. This is all his whole package was a little different, but vocally, uh, vocally didn't miss anything. Didn't seem to age at all. The band uh, was great. They looked like they were all having a lot of fun. Like they really missed it. So, yeah. Um, I felt like that was a solid set. And they had some good lights and stuff too. Like that at that point, it was getting dark and and stuff was starting to kind of pop. So, um, you much of a fan? Of their yeah, stuff? I mean, you know, I like I like Stain. Yeah, but I mean, there was many many others there that I was yeah. not not, to your, see. not your top. Yeah. So um, the first night was closed off a of Slipknot. Yeah. Oh, that was just beautiful chaos. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's a party. Yeah. That, that, that is. It's <laughs> not one dull moment. It's sort of like a metal carnival. Yeah, yeah, that was. <laughs> you know, I'd, I saw them years ago, but I mean, they have, <clears throat> they they have definitely perfected the chaos. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's my third time seeing them, and uh, the first time I really wasn't into them. I just it was at an Ozfest, and I just went by to to check it out, just because. Was it at Starwood? Yeah, it was. Yeah, okay, that's where I saw him. Did you? Did so you I was there that, that night. Yeah. It was a dusty field I was in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was. Uh, it's amazing how many concerts you and I have been together and to, to together before we knew each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you were at the like, all, you, all the good ones. You were talking about the Chevelle. <laughs> Chevelle didn't you see them at Buzzfest two thousand nine or when it rained out? Yeah, when they it ended rained up being the headliner when mm-hmm. they weren't supposed to. Yeah, be. Mud, Mudvayne and uh, Allison Chains got rained out. Yeah. So, yeah, I was there that night. So yeah, you and I have probably been to. Several concerts, yeah, before we even knew each other. Well, all, like I said, all the good ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, saw them there. Wasn't really into them then, but uh, was curious. I wanted right. to see it live, and so I saw it for a little bit. And then um, they headlined the third Louder Than Life, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a few years ago, but uh, man, I, straight off their uh, number one album. I mean. Uh, I really kind of connected with that new album for sure. So I was excited to see them. They did not disappoint. Um, day two, and I'll move a little faster through this one. Um, got there early on. This guy goes by the name Amigo the Devil. It was just a solo artist. Just one guy with a guitar playing some like funny stuff. Yeah, he and, was uh, pretty funny. He was a sort of a comedy thing. I enjoyed that. Dirty Honey was uh, another early band. They sort of had a Led Zeppelin-like mm-hmm. feel to them or like a Aerosmith kind of vibe, and they were awesome. I enjoyed them. They were also at XO 111, uh, mm-hmm. another good performance there. Um, I was really pumped to see Like a Storm, a band from New Zealand, and they had to cancel. They they arrived and was actually doing the at the table signing autographs and stuff, but their gear was stuck in Chicago in a storm or something. Yeah. So they weren't able to perform, so I was disappointed with that. Um, let's see. There's some different ones. Uh, Knocked Loose, I believe, was a local band uh, from Louisville. They were okay. Not really my my taste. Bad Flower. Do you remember that one? Yeah, they had uh, 
Kurt Cobain looking guy. Yeah, with yeah. A white T-shirt, mm-hmm. and it kind of did a punk kind of style, but I really liked it. I, I didn't know anything about it, but it it got my attention. Yeah, um, they uh, sing that song. Go- they they sang the song Ghost. That's uh, really the only one I know about it, but yeah. you know, it's pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, there was some others that we missed on the other stage that were kind of going at the same time. Uh, suicidal tendencies. Not really my taste, but uh, again, notable because they're they're pretty well known in their circle. Right. Um, Stone Temple Pilots with their new singer. Yeah, that 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 one caught me off guard too. I was kind of you know, it's amazing what a live show will do to change your outlook on something or you know anything really. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's one of those ones. It's like ah, eh, this is gonna be bad to see those, without Scott Weiland because I actually one of those nineties bands. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, man, how can I watch this without? Scott up there, and then, but yeah, he killed it along with everybody else in the band. He, yeah. he killed it. He was amazing. So shout out to Jeff Goot, yeah, uh, yeah, the new vocalist. Yeah. He is very good. good. Very good. Um, Dropkick Murphys. That's sort of a fun thing to see, <laughs> um, but it's hard to take serious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I'm glad they were there. I enjoyed that. Hailstorm. Oh, oh, never disappoints. Yes, never disappoints. Never disappoints. Probably my sixth or seventh time. Yeah, to see I can't him. even tell you how many times I've seen them, and I'll. I'll, as long as they're playing, I'll be there. Yeah, I love know? love that band. They, um, every one of them, yes. uh, it puts on uh, a great performance. They, they're a good mix of kind of uh, old rock influences, and you can tell that they have very tasteful influences in their yeah. stuff. I mean, you get that um, kind of Dio vibe and. Some of that, yeah. some of those older, older ones, but then also they've got some modern kind of sounds going. So, yeah. um, really good mix of stuff. Um, yeah. great front lady. Yeah. She, she's, yeah. Um, I've had the pleasure of meeting her a couple of times. Um, when I worked at Bridgestone, um, you know, I saw her backstage, you know, several times plus, you know, just, you know, at signings and stuff like that. She's, she, and everybody else in that band is very, very nice. Yeah. You know, very, uh, very cool people. Did meet her once, um, first tour, small little club in Chattanooga yeah. when they were just barely known. I took Lindsay out there to see them and, uh, they were hanging out after the show and we, we had a brief chat. So yeah, yeah uh, still it's good to hear that that's still yeah, the case. Yeah, very good. Um, Ice Cube, which was <laughs> yeah. sort of uh, an, yeah, odd, was an oddball. Now, yeah. he, he was also on uh, the previous year's canceled uh, lineup. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that's just kind of, they carried him over. Yeah. And people were into it, man. He, even though I kind of felt like it was an odd choice to put in with all the rock groups, it was kind of like a welcome yeah. kind of break. Yeah, from some of the heavier stuff. Yeah, it was. But man, they pumped out the low end, and people were dancing and yeah. and getting into it, and everybody had a good day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was enjoyed a, it. Was I a enjoyed it. There, having a good day. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I I was glad that they they did that. It mixed it up a little bit. Yeah. Um. Godsmack. Always amazing. Godsmack. It, it, the drum the drum show that they both do. Yeah, the when drum, they do the drum dual, battle. The they drum battle. Do yeah. That. That's amazing. Gosh. And. Again, they're a band that never disappoints, and they're yeah. a crowd pleaser, and people really love. Oh yeah, people love to see them, and they continue to put out new music. And I've listened to the new album, and it's very, good, very good. It's good. Do you hear that on yeah. on the mm-hmm. Liquid Metal or oh, a lot? Yeah, all over. Headliner for day two, and probably the reason that they hit one hundred twenty-eight thousand was Guns N' Roses. Yeah, and now they were about forty minutes starting late starting their set, but mm-hmm. they did basically a three-hour set. It was my first time seeing them. Um, I was glad that uh, they had this whole reunion thing happening. And I wouldn't have gone just for them. But I really enjoyed them being there. Um, kind of burnt out because that set was extremely long. Mm-hmm. I could have done with just maybe two hours. But yeah. they covered all their all their hits and as well as a bunch of other just fan favorites. And um, a lot of the covers that they've done you know knocking on heaven's door and um uh live and let die things like that so uh, oh they also covered um sound garden black hole sun yeah which was kind of an odd choice but it worked it, it worked really well so uh and there's a couple others but uh man i've seen people do their songs live in fact i've seen slash with miles kennedy 
do uh, Paradise City and Sweet Child of Mine, but no one has ever live covered that I've seen uh, uh, Welcome to the Jungle. Mm-hmm. And that's probably my favorite Guns song. So getting to see that live was a treat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, And then again, two weeks later, X-111, I saw them again. Yeah, how was that? <laughs> so it was, it was good. I actually, um, at that venue there was kind of a field in front of the stage that was full of people, but then there was also a set of bleachers. Yeah. So we actually set up in the bleachers and got to, got Mm -hmm. a good view. So, but it was basically a similar set. They did mix it up a little bit differently. Yeah. But, um, the sound, the sound was good. My only critique in that performance is that he referred to the crowd as Nashville and it was actually in Manchester, which was like a good hour <laughs> in Nashville. So it seems a little bit weird, but yeah. I guess he flew into Nashville. So that was on probably, time. yeah, so nobody, nobody threw anything on stage. Nah, so nah. I'm sure he's fine. Um, so that was day two, another solid day, day three, um, fire from the gods, dead sick puppies. I want to stop here for a second. Sick puppies has a new frontman, a new guitarist and singer. And I think it was an upgrade. Honestly, yeah. like, I, I really enjoyed the the change there I, and i liked them before but it gave me uh you know new hope for their future for sure mm-hmm. so i enjoyed that i don't know if you yeah i did you know. i did i uh, agree with you there's let's see demon hunter yeah that's pretty good they were good um this white reaper deadline ritual in this moment in this moment had some kind of technical problem and they started late and they only got to play like four or five songs because their songs are so epic and yeah uh, theatrical that they have all this stuff leading up to a song and they have this intro stuff and she does a big speech and they didn't want to cut out their that's their thing so um, they just ended up having to cut out a song or two but uh, they're always amazing though they're, they're always fun to watch they've always got a lot of visual stuff going on and uh, their sound is great and she is uh, she is a performer yeah she's she a performer a major performer and uh she she can sing and yes. she can uh, scream and yeah she, all the stuff. Especially in you see them at one of these small venues like I have before. I'm sure you have too. You know, I saw it. Uh, saw them at uh, Marathon. No, I I have seen them in um, uh, the the older smaller arena. Um, Exit in. No 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 the oh. round one. Uh, municipal. Yes, yes, that's it. Municipal Auditorium. I don't know why I couldn't remember the name. Um, anyway, they were good. Some forty-one. I really thought that would. Uh, I really wasn't expecting to like it. I just thought maybe it'd be kind of fun and kind of punk, and it was. And I actually really enjoyed it. And they did a cover of something. Um, was it a Rage Against the Machine song? They did a cover of something that I can't remember that went really well. Um, I don't know, but I I was. Su- Surprised yeah, how yeah, much I enjoyed yeah, their show. So please. then, Three Days Grace. This is a band that I have sort of dismissed because Adam Gontier. I'm not sure how to say his name, but the the founding Gontier. Gontier. Mm-hmm. You think it's a, a sort of a French thing? Mm-hmm. I don't know. The, French Canadian. Yeah. So he, he he's Canadian. I think. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Right. Okay. So he was the original. It was his band. He was the singer. He was the sole guitarist when it started. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when the first time I seen them. Uh, first time I saw them, let's see, 2002 or something, I don't know, 2003. Anyway, they had just hired a full-time guitarist, and he played a little bit, but not the whole time, and sort of passed over guitar duties to a new guy. And they went on and had three or four albums and were great. Uh-huh. Um, and then he left. He left and started his own band, St. Why Nasonia. did he leave? I mean, it's I, none of my business, I, but I, it was... I don't remember. I think he just wanted to kind of... Get a fresh start. The band, even though it was you know his thing, the band kept the name, got a new singer, and carried on. Mm-hmm. And I heard a single, and I was like, "Oh, it's just not the same." That guy's voice was iconic, you know. And yeah. but I'll tell you what, I'm changed opinions completely after seeing this live show. That new guy is awesome. Yeah, he he really wasn't is he the lead singer of My Darkest Day. I don't know. I think he was. I, I'm. I'm okay, all so, but certain he was. Okay, well, we can look that up later. Okay, but uh, if I'm incorrect on that, I'm sorry. I don't know, but, but. he did a great job, and uh, he kind of looked like a. He kind of looked like Jared Leto doing Thirty Seconds to Mars. Like he had <laughs> yeah. that look to him. Like yeah. he he had this 
cool performing kind of look and he commanded the crowd he did the the earlier songs justice they had new stuff that was good mm-hmm. so i am going to say i will continue to be a fan and i'll check out their new stuff uh going forward um and i i love when i get surprised by something like that and um Maybe I was too quick to dismiss it, or, or maybe right. it's just different live. I don't well, know. yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, you never know what you, what will change yeah. when you when you see a live show. I mean, yeah. so many bands. I mean, even not even bands that aren't even in this genre. You know, I've seen live and like, okay, wow, that was that was amazing. You know, but but anyway, yeah, and I, I would put Volbeat in that yeah. group too because mm-hmm. even though their their recorded stuff is pretty good. Their live show is fun. It's yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. And I'm all about fun shows. So, And I'll say the same about uh, Avenged Sevenfold. I wasn't really into them until later on in their uh-huh. catalog. But I believe uh, it was the third Louder Than Life. They were the headliner one night, and I was blown away. Yeah. It was awesome. So um, after Three Days Grace was Breaking Benjamin. I've Amazing. seen them a handful of times. They're always yeah, good. Yeah, always. And then um, Marilyn Manson, which was a first oh, for me, and a first, obviously and a first a for lifelong you. dream of mine. You know, I've been trying to see them uh, since I was I was a child. You know, a young teen. You know, thirteen, fourteen, and it just seemed like every it was like life was conspiring against me to see them. You know, like the shows were canceled. I couldn't make it there. I couldn't get in because I wasn't old enough. You know. Um, my dad was going to take me one time and my mom got wind of it and (laughs) shut down the operation. I remember when that was, when, when he was new on the scene. Yeah. And he Um, was, it was like, it was, it was like Satan had come up from hell and was now walking the earth. And it was so controversial. Yeah. Yeah. And, And, you know, and I, no matter, and my, my parents, even my mom is a very, very open-minded person, you know, but it's just, she, she fell into that whole, oh, you know, if you if if I let my child go to see him, his soul is damned for eternity. And you know, she got over it uh, eventually. But uh, you know, but again, I mean, I tried for years, and it just seemed like every opportunity just failed right yeah. there at the finish line. And so to actually see him, and I'm sure you saw saw me a little bit when he came out. I mean, I was just I, I was. There's not too many people that I'm starstruck by, but he was, I was not only starstruck, but I mean, I was almost hypnotized by him. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it, it was, it was surreal. You were drawn in for sure. Yes. And, yes. and I remember, um, when that, you know, when he first came on the scene, like it weirded me out a little bit, the, uh, the artwork and the, the creepy kind of vocals All right. and, um, you know, Corn was was kind of doing their thing. There was other bands out there that were kind of had this gothic vibe, but um, I I remember that kind of being being creepy, and I just I kind of stayed away from it, um, just because and I didn't know much about it. But I remember at one point uh, back when MTV had had good shows, I was watching some show where they do like a a whole day where they they take some artist and they. They follow them with the camera all day long, and you get to see like all the behind-the-scenes stuff and how they live and their 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 traveling situation or their home environment or whatever. Yeah. And I saw some episode where they were following him around, and they were in the bus, and he was hanging out, no makeup, mm-hmm. and he was just talking. And I was like, "Wow, this guy is normal. He's got this. He's he's intelligent. He's got these super intelligent. Yeah. He's he's got this uh, these ideas that are that are uh, great." And, and really, like, this is, I don't want to say it's all a character act, but it is part of his package. It's part of the whole performance thing. And um, I just looked at it completely different after seeing that side right. of him. And so I'm like, you know what? This is entertainment. And for me, when I when I see him come out and perform in a show like this, which, by the way, the he sang great. The, the band was awesome. The sound was great. The light show, the whole theatrical elements that he had going all of that was awesome like it was a great thing i was glad he was there i was excited to kind of see something new and different but for me you go to a a show like that and you've got to have somebody that's like the villain of the show right like that takes on the bad persona that embraces that okay 
you can call me evil and I'll be the bad guy and this will yeah. be fun. Yeah. You know? And I feel like, like, like he, he was well, the he guy. Well, he does it in a very unapologetic way. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And, and he's sort of like, he's showing the, the, that he's embracing that darkness that we can all possess. Right. That, that we control or we, we push down and he's like letting that show. So, and everybody can really, if, if you're open to it, you can kind of connect with what he's doing um, because you understand it. Does right. That make sense? Right. Right. And, you know, and grow and, uh, you know, you and I have talked about this before. I mean, you know, growing up, I mean, I did the whole goth thing and, and everything and being an outcast and all that. And he, he's just somebody that, you know, that just kind of embodies that. He's the embodiment of all that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and I'll, I've always like, like, you know, what you were talking about a minute ago, I've always enjoyed uh, seeing people like, especially like interviews. Like I remember that Bill O'Reilly video, uh, that interview where clearly he was trying to demonize him and, you know, like put him, put him on display for the world to see as a spectacle and all that. And, uh, so when the conversation went forward, um, it was blatantly obvious within, you know, the first minute that Marilyn Manson was highly, highly intelligent and way more intelligent than Bill O'Reilly was so that he couldn't take him on. So Bill O'Reilly was finally like, well, you know, you're a smart guy. And he was like, well, yeah, like, you know, like you didn't expect this. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. What did you expect me to you come know, up here and just drool, um, drool I, on myself? You know, I'll make a quick historic note too. Um, back, and I don't know if I can put the right date on this. It was maybe early nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a movement, the Parents Resource, whatever, where they were trying to censor music. Do you mm-hmm. remember this? Um, Tipper Gore was kind of in charge of it, and they were trying to get. Um, you know, they were trying to like have regulations in place to not allow music that was mm-hmm. uh, offensive, right? And they had this meeting with Congress, and they invited these these different people uh, to come and speak on this. And some of the artists that went, Dee Snyder from Twisted Sister was one of the big vocal pieces. They also invited John Denver to come in and talk about it. Um, and they kind of expected the guys like Dee Snyder to come in and, and push for, you know, um, no censorship and, um, you know, just that it's art, just to, just to be resistant and rebellious, you know. Mm-hmm. And they expected, you know, John Denver to come in and be like a, a sweet country boy mm-hmm. and uh, kind of want to keep things, uh, I don't know, conservative and, and kind of, uh, I don't know. Yeah, you know, to be be on their side, and actually, John Denver came in and spoke from the art side of it, and totally uh, was against the whole idea, which shocked them. They weren't expecting that, which I think is hilarious yeah. and awesome. But D. Snyder, I've seen him uh, do interviews uh, where he talked about this, and he said that um, they expected him to come in and be a bumbling idiot, some some rock star that right. uh, was stupid. He's and he very came intelligent. In and he too. had this whole thing written out that was really articulate and like gave this really amazing like mm-hmm. case for his side about how, you know, it's it's art and it shouldn't be censored and you know that that the uh, the censorship responsibility is on the listener. Hey, mm-hmm. you don't like it, don't listen to it. Hey, you don't want your kids to listen to it? Mm-hmm. You be that filter as a parent, you know. And he had this this whole case and uh course they never made any legislation about it the uh record labels decided to voluntarily slap that parental advisory sticker on there so that's where that came from yeah so anyway i um i was just was just thinking about that in relation to what you were saying yeah so um i thought that was a great performance oh I yeah, it was, yeah. It was cool. it, and it was and to keep yeah. that kind of creep creepiness going um Rob Zombie was the next yeah. performer. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, that was He's a, always, yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've, I've seen him. Uh, that, that'll probably be my like fourth time seeing him. But I mean, that's always, that's another one that's just a circus. It's a an adult circus. You, you know, know, it's really fun. It really, he, he does a lot with, um, of course, he's into, you know, horror movies and yeah. stuff like So he, he's uh, written and directed movies. Mm-hmm. House of a Thousand Corpses and, yeah. and the sequels, and he did a 
Halloween, stuff like that. So, you know, he's he's known for that sort of stuff. I really like, you know, the the creepiness and the, the horror vibes. Yeah. And, and he really gets you in the mood for Halloween. I mean, yeah. you know, it's you know, you know, he he's one of the things that as an adult still makes Halloween fun for me. Yeah. You know. So I like his fascination with that and and you know, the difference there is that all of that is obviously like just for fun. Right. Whereas right. people look at Marilyn Manson and they, they're not sure whether they are supposed to take it serious or mm-hmm. not. Like, is this really yeah. some kind of like, satanic thing? Like, is he really thing? worshiping Satan on or, stage? Or, or, is this, you know? or is this just sort of uh, all metaphors for something? Right. But like with Rob Zombie, it's like, hey, here's the wolfman yeah yeah you know, in a song the 20 foot tall monster dancing yeah. on stage so it's, yeah it's all about yeah it. but he puts on a great show it's high energy his guitarist is john five and that dude is amazing mm. um so they have a lot of fun they they dress up fun um there's crazy videos and um of course he's got iconic songs and of course white zombie songs mixed yeah. in there too oh, so yeah, yeah. um I've seen him a few times too, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's always great. And then the headliner for day three was Disturbed, again, Gosh, another band man. that really doesn't disappoint live. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, they, they've taken on a bit of a, a cause. Yeah, you know, talking about um, people struggling with addiction mm-hmm. or depression, and of course, part of that comes from, you know, we've had in the past year or two, yeah, um, several, several. Uh, rock icons that we've lost to, right. to some of these issues. And so, but it's also, you know, they did it from a personal experience right. level too, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I mean, and he, it, at some point when he was making that speech going into one of the songs that was mm-hmm. related to that, he was asking, Hey, who here has dealt with right. these issues? Right. And then, you know, he had hands go up in the air and he's like, who here has been touched personally by someone who's dealt with these issues? And, and like, there was not a hand down. Right. I mean, right. Everybody knows somebody that's been affected. Mm-hmm. So they've taken on this cause and it's it's close to everyone, right. and it was it was nice. They put on um, a show. They they played the hits people wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. They did some softer stuff, kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, and and when he when he's when he was making the speech about um, personal struggle with addiction and stuff like that, uh, you could you could tell like even you know me being. Uh, you know, me struggling with addiction my entire life, basically. You know, I've been sober February 9th. It'll be my 10th year. But um, but uh, you can just tell by the way um, he was saying that, that it was from the heart. And being if it's that from the heart, it's because you've experienced it before. Yeah. You know, uh, that, that type of world is not something you can really convey the real message uh by just reading it out of a book. I mean, that, that takes a, that takes personal experience to really be that, you know, in depth with it. And, and, you know, and it was obvious just the way he was saying it. So, right. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it it was, you know, when he said, uh, you know, normally I don't, you know, I'm not the type to raise my hand and admit that in front of a bunch of people, but at the same time, I, I, you know, I I do a lot because, you know, I want to, tell people how serious that is. And, uh, but you know, like you just said, when, when he said, when he asked, raise your hand, if, and, and I love how he said, you know, don't feel pressure to, you don't have to, you know, and there's no judgments here, but raise your hand if you've struggled with it yourself. And just the ones that raise their hands, just from them struggling personal, with personal I mean, it was just unbelievable. Yeah. It was just unbelievable. It's really in, empowering too to see. And you know, not all of them have had a success story. Right. Some of them are probably currently, right. if not mm-hmm. some, if not a lot, you know, are, yeah. are really, really in that battle. Right. Right. You know, you know, and, and when you're, when you're in that battle, you know, sometimes you fail and then sometimes, uh, you know, you never use any type of anything again for the rest of your life, but it still haunts you. Yeah. So, you know, th- then it's still a battle. So, yeah. you know, it's... <clears throat> well, probably if you don't, you know, I, I'm not speaking from experience myself, mm. but I would imagine if you don't treat it like it's a battle you're still in, right? then you're liable, you're liable to, to be beaten by it. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, you can. You, 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 you know, you don't let it, you don't let it dictate your life, yeah. but, you know, you never want to ever forget 
what yeah. the, that monster really is. And that, that, that was, I was really moved by that. You know, you hear people say, oh, stay clean and sober and all that. It's like, yeah, but I mean, to hear the way he said it, I mean, that almost made me tear up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, it's, it was really powerful. Yeah, it was. The sheer number of hands. And then, and then when he took it a step further about, you know, um, people that, you know, have someone close to them. Mm hmm. You know, and then pretty every, much everybody's hand was up. Hand. I didn't see any hands down. Yeah, yeah. And and just just to make the impact of hey, we we are all aware mm-hmm. that this is something we should all be concerned about, mm-hmm. and to to try to help each other mm-hmm. and to be aware of what's going on. Judgment free. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, and it's it it's the thing. Like he he said that you know let's let's not judge, but then at, once you see everyone's hand up. Who's judging who? There's no judgment right, right, there. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no that, judgment yeah. that can be made at that yeah. point because you're all in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was very cool of them. Mm-hmm. They put on a great show. Always, always. Um, they're they're they, always a treat. They played the game, which I have not heard them play live before, and yeah. I love that song. Yeah. I was really pumped about that they're one. Electrifying, so, yes. So they closed out the night. They had a slightly shorter set than I would have liked, but yeah. it was also Sunday night, so they don't play yeah. as late on a Sunday. So, um, anyway, I really enjoyed it. Um, overall, you said one of your best, or if not the best, festival experience. The best. The best. The best. Yeah, I mean, I've been quite a few. I mean, I've been to going to concerts my entire life with my parents and worked at a concert venue for eight years, yeah. you know, and going to festival, you know, many other festivals. And, and I think it was the best, the best, you know, one of the best lineups. I don't know if it was the best lineup, but... You know, I'm partial to Marilyn Manson, so that I would have waited out there all three days to see him and uh, and end them. But um, but yeah, overall, I think I think it's the best one I've ever been to. Uh, really nice setup, and you know, the food was good. The food was good. I know it was you island ate, noodles. You, you made yeah, the hell out I about of some ate, ate those until I was about sick. You know, but yeah, and they had the the water refills. Oh yeah, and that I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up. So I wanted to say that 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 was amazing. How easily accessible they made it. Uh, you know, for water. Uh, you know, you know, greed in that situation would have caused deaths. You know, I, I, I truly believe that because how hot it was and like even me uh, and you'll 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 back me up on this. I was drink, I, you know, at one point I was drinking like three or four bottles of water an hour. You know, I was just downing them, you know. And so for somebody that had been maybe, you know, drinking beer that morning and, you know, doing something that could dehydrate you. If you if you made it difficult to access water, there would have been yeah. some serious. So. I really, really have a lot of respect them for them to, uh, you know, they were just throwing water free, you know, free waters at people and having big tanks and fill up places everywhere. I mean, that was, I've never seen that before. You know, all the other places I've been to and worked at, you know, they're wanting to charge $4, you know, $7. Yeah, I've five. seen it for $7, you know, and like I've actually, uh, you know, been bartending before. And uh, when they brought up my stock in my price list, I had to sell out at the CMA Fest selling waters for $7 a piece. And I, and I hated it. I hated it, you know, because at that point you need to be giving water away, you know, yeah. which we should be doing anyway. But, you know, but anyway, I just wanted to say that that was really, really cool. Really, 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 really amazing. And that. they tried to, they tried to have some places that had some shade. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah. We had yeah. To- it, it was, it was rough, but, but, you know, the fact that they were just, you know, all that water availability, I was, I was very So impressed. next year, the festival is a week earlier. So chances of it being hot again Hotter, are pretty, yeah, pretty yeah. intense. And of course, um, they had, they said right away, big announcement for 2020 within three weeks of that festival, which <sighs> is crazy to already be talking about it that fast. Usually we don't get into like the spring before they start kind of right. doing that but um they kept teasing a big announcement and then um some fans noticed that uh metallica started teasing that something was getting announced too yeah. so we kind of put it together that metallica might be involved and then what they um when they had their press conference they announced that metallica would play not only louder than life but all five of the rock festivals by danny wimmer in a partnership so, and not only are they performing at every festival, they're going to play Friday and Sunday, two sets at every festival, two different sets of songs. Um, 
and so that is their their big deal for next year. And I've been watching the comments online, and it's been mixed because obviously people like me are like, "Hell yeah, two doses of Metallica, two different sets." Like, like I immediately went and bought a ticket. Like there, yeah. there was no hesitation for me. But there's a lot of people that are like, "Hey, there's not enough variety if you're going to have the same headliner on twice in the same weekend," and not everybody's a fan of Metallica like me, so. It's um, it's been well, it's been mixed. People that are going to that, you know, these well, you go to festivals shows. for I mean, variety. I, for, yeah, variety. I get that, but you know, Metallica. I think, you know, I think I, I don't think too many people are going to be complaining about Metallica no, playing and, for two nights. And the, the, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the thing is, is is Danny Wimmer and his group when they when they were doing the press conference, which I, I watch most of, they said, "Well, every year we ask people, what do you want to see? What do you want to see?" and Sometimes they're they ask for things that are not realistic. Like we want to see Rage Against the Machine. Well, uh, that band isn't together. Which actually, as of like yesterday, they just announced a reunion. Wow, were you aware of that? I was not. Yeah, they've got six dates uh, set for next year. Oh man! So if I they're if all I, like California. If, but if I could see them and uh, System of a Down, is that bucket list for you? I would die happy man. Yeah, I would like to see Rage. Um, Megadeth is the only one left on my serious bucket list. They're the only one left of the the big four that I've missed. But um, yes, if Rage comes anywhere nearby, uh, we'll get to that for sure. Yes, yes, definitely. um, Yeah, so here in the past couple days, My Chemical Romance announced a reunion and Rage Against the Machine announced a reunion. I don't know how long those will last or if there's new albums involved, but shows are booked for 2020. Anyway point is Danny Wimmer is saying people ask for that kind of stuff but then they always ask for Metallica Metallica played Rock on the Range no I guess it would have been Rock on the Range no it wasn't because it was Danny Wimmer um was not Aftershock it might have been Carolina Rebellion it was one of them they played one show at one of those festivals and people have been yeah. uh you know asking for it ever since and so Metallica's like, well, why don't we just do something special? Right. And so it's 2020. They're going to do two sets at all five of those events. And um, I'm planning to be there. And uh, I think it'll be great. It's it's a cool thing that Louder Than Life is going to do next year. And, you know, some something else I was watching is they said that, uh, like this past year, um, we got our tickets on the very first uh, Tier 1 pre-sale kind of pricing and then what happens is they sell so many then they bump up a tier and at the very end like the weeks before the festival uh budweiser bought a whole bunch of tickets or, or got did some kind of deal where they had these four packs and they were selling them um so the prices were a little less if you bought them at a four pack not a big thing people do promotions all the time but then right before the festival they split them up and were selling them as singles at the fourth of the four pack price which was undercut even the price that we got and people were pissed people that paid like tier three and then at the last minute they were selling these cheap ones it wasn't the festival that was doing it it was one of their sponsors but either way people got mad and now uh the price has gone up a little bit as it usually does year to year but also announcing metallica you gotta expect it may go up a little bit because they are one of the top uh top earners as far as their tour because they put on a hell of a big show anyway i've seen in the comments people were like oh we're just gonna wait and buy them cheap well you know what um rumor rumor is that they've already said that they don't plan to allow any of those kind of discounts this year and who's to say metallica doesn't cause that whole thing to freaking sell out and 150,000 people are planning to go right you know yeah so should not be. don't don't wait around. If this is something you want to get into next year, or if you're just a Metallica fan, go get your ticket today. Like don't don't stall on that. They've got a layaway plan uh, this year, which is which is weird, but uh, awesome for people that that want to uh, spread that out. Yeah. So um, I've just never seen a, an event do that. Anyway, um, Louder Than Life is amazing. It's been amazing every year. It'll be amazing again next year, and I don't see anything slowing down that train no so no anyway um anything else anything else you want to say no I okay that's cool it, that's a wrap that was louder than life 2019 yeah. 
Thank you for and, having me. Yeah, thank you for coming. Yeah, and my pleasure. Glad you are feeling better. Yes, man. That that one about took me out. That one yeah. about took me out. Well, that, you know, when you're exposed to 128,000 people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, lots of porta potties. You know, maybe drinking out of stuff. You know, who knows? But yeah, but, lot, I mean, I'm of, good now. Lots and of people screaming and yelling in your yeah, ears. Yeah, so. not not yeah, not not a fun time I had afterward, but a really really amazing time there and. uh no amount of sickness will scare me for, scare me away. So, you know, <laughs> I'll, right. uh, you know, but anyway, but yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Well, that's, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to Louder Than, thanks for listening to Through the Never. <laughs>